Welcome, listeners. This is episode seven of the Black Coochie Podcast, a conversation celebrating black women's sexuality, inspiring us to be healed, whole, and free. Today, it's going to be fun because (laughs) Ebony and I are going to talk about our top five sex edutainment offerings that we enjoy. Yes. So, of course, we got to break that down. Break it down. What is sex edutainment? So I think it's the, and and of course you might have a a different take on this. So it's any media, so it can be books, podcast shows, movie that displays or explores sex and sexuality, but also has some educational value. So you're teaching, exploring, dispelling myths, or maybe even uh, displaying sex in a way that's more representative of real life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just wham, bam, thank you, Mm ma'am, right? Or having the conversations that real people have or encouraging real people to have those conversations, right? Yeah. So it's entertainment or media that explores sex in, in an interesting, dynamic, representative, and educational way, right? Absolutely. Even if it's, I mean, some level is probably intentional, but even if it's unintentional. I mean, even if it's unintentional, because there are some movies or TV shows, or I don't know if you call them TV shows, but shows, series, that maybe would not be classically under the genre of edutainment, but when you watch them, right. you they're not learn, like documentaries. They're right? not documentaries, right? Or they're not didactic in any explicit way. But the characters are so reflective of our life, like you mm-hmm. said, that they they end up entertaining us, but also teaching us and also modeling for us. And I think the only area that I would add to to your formational um, definition is the modeling that comes when we watch these types of, mm-hmm. when we consume this type of media, right? I think that's one of the things that makes podcasts so attractive is that you really do have everyday people like you and I mm-hmm. talking about some stuff right? that fosters the human connection of like, mm-hmm, yep. I can understand that, or I can get that, or I can try that. All right, or this podcast itself might be some good edutainment. I think so. You bring the edu, I bring the tainment. (laughs) You can get with this, or you can get get with with that. that. You can get get with with this, this, or you can get with that. See, you done got the jukebug bug. I kind of do, this morning. So, let's talk about... Before we get into our top five, quickly, why why is media so important to our sexuality? Yo, where else are we going to see representation? Where else do we see models? Across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. The ish you should do and could be doing and the ish you're just like stay the F away from. Like, I just, I believe media gives us the platform to tell stories. Right, I was just about to say storytelling. And stories ultimately shape our lives because our individual lives is nothing but a long story. That's how I look at my life. What Mm -hmm. are the stories or the analogy around, metaphor around, you know, what chapter of the book of my life am I writing? Right. You know? Um, So that's why I think it's important. So I think both in a good and bad way, right? So it's storytelling and hopefully we can see ourselves in that. That's why representation Mm -hmm. is so very important. But from our sexuality standpoint, and you know this from both our research and probably your time as a sex educator, that people are not learning about sex at home, at school, in like real helpful ways. So the, the, the first thing you know you're looking at is some level of, porn or what you see on TV or roles. And and a lot of times those things are not helpful. They're They're reinforcing norms that have been destructive 
and uh, the opposite of liberation, right? Absolutely. Of like, you need to fit into this box or this thing needs to happen. So I don't know where I was. Maybe I was on a plane and I was watching American Pie again, right? <laughs> right. And the confusion of like sex when you are in high school yeah. or even like everybody's just confused, yes. right? And then he got this little book manual that he can be like, oh, okay, here here are the things that I do with the bunch of, like there's no entity or entities generally. No that are teaching us and sex is a learned behavior it really is right it really is um and so i think media really shapes and form that yeah and has shaped and formed that in the notions of patriarchy and heteronormativity right. and white supremacy and all those things mm-hmm. that are represented. Exactly. Yeah. All those things yeah. that come to bear in media. And so Absolutely. the production of a wide range of stories, I think, mm. in this day and age that are representative is really, really important. Yeah. I was just reading an article in preparation for our time doing this. The author of the article was talking about why I produce ethical porn for black women. Mm. I love that. Um, and the work of curating porn that celebrates, like that celebrates the sexual act, right? And also does not commodify black women's bodies. Objectify, Objectify. or just make them a yes. tool of somebody else's pleasure. Some yes. of the stuff you look at, I'm just like. Stop it. That looks terrible. I mean, and who gets pleasure out of that? I mean, rarely in normal porn so. do you see a female orgasming. Rarely. And if it does, yeah. it's like. It's over the top performative. Over the t- yeah, very performative. Right. Like, okay, that's what yeah. Jack Hammer, and yeah. then and then ah. and ah. Right. Right. And so it's like no, that's not it. So I think you know I think that that's why media becomes important because I think the work of media is to deconstruct and then retell these stories in another way. But the other thing is like, how do we evaluate quality edutainment around sexuality? What does it mean to say that, ooh, this particular offering is good or not good? What do you think? Um, So I think, is it true, right? Is it actually quality information? Mm -hmm. So one of the things on my list, which we'll probably talk about, the pleasure principle, get into a little bit later, it's a um, docu-series on Netflix about women's pleasure. And it's just like true, it's dispelling the myths. It starts off with like, here's the anatomy of a woman and here's how it works. And this is what the clitoris and this is actually a vulva, not a vagina, right? Mm -hmm. It's quality information. I love that because there's representation. So there are white women, black women, queer women, trans women, right? And so it breaks our boundaries of like there's representation there, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think, is it something that's moving us towards wherever we're going uh, evolutionary, right? So Mm -hmm. is the support justice or liberation in some way? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Is it opening our hearts and our minds to somebody else's story, to a new story? And is it expansive, right? Right. I I mean, I love information. So for me, is it expansive? And of course, if it's it's entertaining too, is it actually done well? Right, so you can have the greatest information so much, and you're like, "This is whack." I don't. The cinematography's off. <laughs> they can't keep the camera straight. Right, all the bells and whistles. And yeah. so I think that that's really important. What about you? And then we probably I, need to dig into our top five. So for me, it's about possibility models. Mm. If I were to add anything to everything you shared, the one thing I would add is, how do I see what is possible after watching this? Possible for myself possible for the people I care for, possible for the world that I want to change and and the kind of world I want to bring about. And if I can watch a thing and be like, ooh, this is possible. Yes. You're doing that? (laughs) 
you're like, yeah, from the information, honey. <laughs> if it's possible from like, oh, this is solid content to your point. Oh, this is like this is visually pleasing right, or, exactly. or, you know, or, orally ear ear pleasing. Like I hear I'm hearing good things. Then, yeah, I can now take away from that and be like, OK, what can be possible in my life? And then, you know, invite others to consider what's possible. So, OK, now it's time for a quick station break. If you just tuned in, you are listening to Black Coochie, recorded in the studios of WRIR 97.3 FM. Today, we are talking about sex edutainment and what qualities we look for in a solid media. But now it is time to reveal our top five. All right, time to get in there. Do you want to go one by one? Okay, what's your first one? What's the top of your list? And then we can talk about what's similar and what's different. Go ahead. How to create a sex That's my favorite Netflix show. It's this little British white little lady. Little British white lady. She's fashionable. She's so, she's so cute. She's so cute. <gasps> and everybody is always like, you're, you, the, it's you? Like you doing this wrong? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like almost every just, couple or right. every individual she interacts with on that show. It's she, just little 50 just, something, maybe 60 know, something maybe year old. 50, 60, yeah. yeah. And so the She's premise amazing. of the show is, you know, like a makeover show. Yeah. The premise is, is how to create a sex room. Look it up on Netflix. It's streaming. I don't know. Maybe has eight episodes, but it's an interior designer. And then she started creating sex rooms for people. So it could be their basement, their extra room, sometimes their, their bedroom. Outside, and she yeah. creates a love den for couples. Or well, one of them was a group. It yes. was like seven people. Yeah. And they had. It was a poly, um, polycule, I think they call it. Anyway, poly, it? poly, it was a poly community. Yes, that was really rich and dynamic. We gotta, we gotta create a show around that. But anyway, so I think it did a number of things. Yes. Right, so it dispelled myths about what is a sex room. It's not just in a basement yes. with, with dungeons and chains and, whips, and dungeons, yeah, right? I mean, it had some, but, but it was beautiful. Yes. And she created it based off of the desires and the appetites of the couple. So basically things they like, and then she would expand and create some yes. new things for folks. So wherever you were, right? And so some people were like, we want a sex dungeon. We're, we're into BDSM. And then some people, the woman had never tried a vibrator. And so she went a section of the room. And some of it was just like, they recreated their bedroom. So it was a soft, sensual yes. space, right? Lighting Depending on the space of the people. And, yes. and it explored so much, right? So yes. we had some poly, I would call it a poly pod. So it was like five poly, to seven mm -hmm, of them. Mm -hmm. They're in relationship with one another, mm -hmm. right? And exposed us to that, mm -hmm. right? So we had some mm -hmm. queer couples, right? So we had... And then there was the single woman who basically just wanted yes. a sex room. Yes, yes, I was yes. like, yes. To entertain so. herself and yes. her, and uh, her suitors, right? Yes, come on. <laughs> I right, so it. so many different models, and I got so many different ideas. There was yes. a like a what is it, a, a aerodynamic or aerogamic or whatever you call it. There ergonomic. Was a, ergonomic. There you go. You're Thank welcome. you. You're That's welcome. what I said. This ain't coming out right. <laughs> we're here for we're here to help each other amen thank you uh chair that yes. i was like yes, yes. we could do different things and then this. tying folks up by uh, with ropes that was a part of it and then the little things that we were talking about the the textures the yeah, the, the lighting, um the, the lighting yeah, absolutely um, like one um couple they did a lot of like um burlesque right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so she created that like this so room for yes. them to like get dressed and Mm -hmm. watch each other get dressed. I mean, it was just so 
just beautiful. And this one like very vanilla looking couple that were on a farm. You're they like, were they farm. were the most kinky couple. They, they were, were not playing. I loved it. It, it was, was so, yeah, so it was just really fun, informative, and it will yes. give you some ideas of things to try of like, hmm, okay. And I, and just for our listeners that maybe haven't listened to our previous episode on the Pleasure Principle, the thing that the little British lady does <laughs> is channel their pleasure. Yes. What feels good to that's them. That's where she what starts they, interviewing what, That's them exactly about. where she starts. And not only does she interview them, but then she takes them through some exercises. Hey. Which was or really, Or maybe go really with them fun. to a class. Or go with them to a class. Like, she did some things with them to then come to the sex. So bring okay. it out. Bring it out. Bring, bring it out. out. Uh, da, da. Anyway, okay, okay, number two. Number two. Uh, sex education? Yes. Love it. Mine too. I think that was my number two as well. I think we have the same top three. Okay. Sex, okay. love, and goop. That's, uh, yep, that's the top three. So go back to sex education. Tell me, tell you, what is it and why is it in I mean, your it's top? a series on Netflix. And the thing that I love the most about it is that it's a piece of media that is not intended to be educational, but it produces possibility models. Yes. It is entertaining because you see characters on there and how they are making decisions or navigating through sex and sexuality and relationships and dynamics is like, oh, one, is very relatable, mm-hmm. right? And two, it's like, gives I it gave me I will use myself it gave me opportunity to think about what would I have done if I were in those situations right so how would I wanted to how would I have wanted to relate to my parent in certain ways how, how would I wanted to be how do you relate? want it a how, how do, do you feel, feel? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I loved about sex education so the premise of the show it is our teenagers, it's a British show, so I guess we got the British thing going on. I just think they create high quality shows. So the main character obviously is a teenager and his mother is a therapist. And so he's been around therapy his whole life. And so he ends up being a sex therapist at his school. So all Is she a sex therapist? Is she a sex therapist? I can't remember, but I, I can't she, she, she may be a sex therapist, uh-huh. right? And so it's like him taking what he's been around with his mother and being a sex therapist for students. Dispensing this advice. Right. And he he becomes really good at it. They end up making money, but you see, and then everybody has so many questions, they bring it to him. And then, of course, he has his own sex and relationship woes. I think it's expansive, it's representative, it's queer friendly, it's funny and dynamic. And so I think that's a good one. So Sex Education, also on Netflix. If you're looking for a good summer watch, a fall watch, it's it's definitely binge worthy. It's binge worthy. And I think they may have three, two or three seasons now. I think think they have a third season, yeah. So next is Sex, Love, and Goop. I love that. So this is Gwyneth Paltrow's. It's like a a docu-series. And maybe they have different subjects or um, in which they talk about sex and the expansiveness. So what we talked about on our last episode in regards to pleasure, Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways. Or is it they take like six different couples and move them through some type of tools and toys to deepen their sexuality. So the erotic blueprint is one of the different Mm -hmm. things that they're moving people through. So you just kind of learn different tools. Again, it's representative. And so they have different types of couples on there. They do. And there's this health and wellness component yes, to yes, it yes, that yes. I think is, I don't want to use the word cutting edge because I don't think anything Gwyneth Paltrow is doing is cutting edge, but I do believe that she uses her platform in a way that makes people 
comfortable and confident it's definitely in accessible. talking about right and talking about the area of wellness that sexuality is not often placed in right exactly and I, that's one of the things what why I put it on my top five because you learn you learn an expansive understanding of sexuality in relationships in our relating to one another in like our dynamics whether it was married couples or other types of partnered couples but also how this related to bodies mm-hmm. you know and learning how to engage one another's bodies so that's why I enjoyed sex so and this group. one and this is like a crazy dynamic that was both representative in a couple in sex loving goop and how to create a sex room both of them were black so I'm voting for everybody black Come on. Um, but two black couples different and then the women were not having orgasms as part of mm-hmm. their one of them in the how to create a sex room she was like has your wife ever had an orgasm he was like i guess and she asked the wife have you had an orgasm she was like i don't know right? right and so the same thing in the sex loving goop the black couple there but the whole point was like how you can be engaging in this relationship and not to say it wasn't yeah. pleasurable like right. just because you're not having orgasm doesn't mean no. you're not having pleasurable sex maybe you're yes. not having sex that's as pleasurable as it could be but it's just like you can be with somebody for a long time and not be having a good time. Absolutely. Which was kind of mind-blowing. And then the help that the couples got, and it, it wasn't even like groundbreaking. It was like, like, like stop, look, and listen. <laughs> I mean, like foundational yeah, stuff. Yeah, some foundational stuff. Yeah. But it just goes to show nobody's teaching. Yeah. Folks, nobody's. I like the, what you said about the possibility models. And those things came out uh, definitely for me. And nobody's giving permission. Because there was one of the couples, it was a black man and a white woman, and they were in this building. Like, they were doing like some yurt, meta- yeah, a yurty thing, whatever it's called. And what I enjoyed about watching that vignette was my interpretation. She was an a- alpha female. Yes. Right. And so there was this like power dynamic yes. that they were also working through. And like, I think. The reason it resonated for me is yes, that I, I self-identify as an alpha female. Mm-hmm. And when you when women are socialized to be submissive in the sexual space, the alpha female energy can be discordant, mm-hmm. particularly with male partners. A yes. little less so, in my experience, a little less so with female partners, but particularly with male partners. And I enjoyed watching the way that that professional worked with them right. around that power dynamic. So and to find what it. worked for them, and right? My, yes. Right? It wasn't yes. for like her to be, I mean, I think it was for them both to be mindful in the ways yes. in which that power dynamic was unhelpful um, to them. Absolutely. Right? And how they yes. could work with it around it. But it wasn't like, oh, y'all need to fundamentally be somebody uh, different. different. And so I think that's another possibility model. Okay, absolutely. what else you got? Okay, um, I'm here for Harlem. Okay, tell us why. Harlem is a story of four black women in Harlem. Harlem. (laughs) (laughs) And the four characters are on their paths. They're they're good friends, but the paths that the paths that each of them are on, to me, offer good um, fodder for personal reflection Mm. and resonance, right? So there is, you know, Megan Good. She's a professor. She's a professor, right? There's the beautiful chocolate 
one, which Angie, I'm, I'm, I think Angie, is, right, right, who is you she know she be out here, she be out here, right. Having she is sexually time. liberated, you know. She's owning it. She's ethical. She's doing her thing. There's the lesbian, yes, who 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 was this tech giant creates mm-hmm. the app, right? And then there is the one who is like an influencer, fashion designer. Yes, yes, yeah. Right, and so all it's just following their and all journeys. of them have very very different combination of masculine and feminine energy they and do. it's helpful to see yes. how that yes like how they show up right yeah, absolutely. and how they play with that and how that manifests in their relationships four yeah. different women four ways of showing up absolutely. none of them are right or wrong none it's of just, them are right or wrong so i love that how they show up yes. both in their uh relationships in their relationship with one another and but it's also I, I, it it sees the beauty and the flaws of all of them, right? Of like, okay, yeah. Here it's like you like to have sex, you have, like to have a lot of sex. Nobody's taking that away from you. Yeah. But like, okay, are you going to connect with somebody you you really really like? Like, yeah. And are you going to stay with them? So the other right. thing I love about it, which which I think is a particularly true for female groups, is that when we have good friends. We call each other in. Yes, yes, yes. Right? And that's what they do for each other. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to areas of sexuality, if there is nothing that assigned female at birth folks or all women of all iterations can bond around is like good or bad sex and jacked up (laughs) ass relationships. (laughs) Right? I mean, like, that's what we do. There's always some wine or margarita or dinner session. Listen, there's always kiki around that. So that's one. That's the other thing I like. What is your number four? My number four is the pleasure principle. Oh, that's probably. Actually, so uh, Emily Nagowski, yes. she wrote the book, Come As You Are, which I read before that, and I was happy to see her on there. So she is a sex educator, I do believe, yes. and she wrote a book about female-centered pleasure. So it's a docu-series on Netflix again, and it goes into so many things that we have talked about around pleasure. She starts off with anatomy. She was like, let's have an anatomy lesson. Like, what's the clitoris? Where is it? How we call something the vagina that's actually the vulva, right? Yeah. And yeah. what are the different components and elements of it? So we learn those parts. And then she she goes through female pleasure, sexuality, mm-hmm. all the different things. And so I think it's so educational, but you hear the stories of real women. So you mm-hmm. have a number of experts. I love that there's also a black woman expert mm-hmm. as speaking there. Um, and so you have them talking about these things from their experience, but you also, they interviewed maybe like 10 different women mm-hmm. of all different ages and orientations. And so you kind of get that representative feel. So it's really fun. It's yeah. light. It's yeah. educational. But and it's short, really, right? Really, like four, there's about like four, four to six. Uh, yeah, yeah. Episodes, and it's yeah. really, so it takes the book and turns it into a docuseries. So watch that if you're like, let yeah. me get back to the basics, right? Come on. Cause it and it gives you job. some tools um, and tips. Yes. Awesome. All right. And so what's our last one? Mine is She's Gotta Have It. Okay. I feel like that's for obvious reasons. Number one, I think any show that can do a moderately decent job at featuring black women who are sexually liberated and in charge is always going to be in my book. Hey! You know? And she, the main character in She's Gotta Have It engages in a diversity of relationships and sexual partnerships that I think are informative. And again, here I go, possibility models, right? Because everybody is not going to have the singular path toward partnering or the singular way in which engaging in sex and sexuality will show up in their life. I think it also shows us like what poly could look like because I think that we 
pathologize mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. like you get to see of like these are three very different men, right? And yes. her dynamic with them are is very, very different yes. because they and her sex with them is very different. Very, and so yes. you can see like, oh, I can see what she gets from Mars. He's so down to earth and relatable. And then Jamie, he's like Mr. Button Up, but like successful. Yes. So you can bring this man power. And then the other dude, he's just like a freak. Like he's yeah. just nasty. He I likes mean, to like, do, let's do it. All, right? He likes to do yes. all the things is like a little yes. bit princess and, and dynamic, right? He's just mm-hmm. sexy. Like, there's gonna bring totally different things to her life, and how mm-hmm. I can have that all at once, or like, and, and I deserve to have it all, right. right? In open with open communication, with clear boundaries, with clear like, what is it that we need from each other, and how we do that with each other? Right. She's open. She's honest, and yes. she's like, okay, this is what did she call it? Her loving bed, right? Yes. So is it just another? And that was the first one was in the eighties, right? Oh my god, the movie, yeah. Right. The and so right, somebody, right. somebody, the language then might have been, oh, she a hoe, or she, yeah. she or she's a freak, right? Absolutely. Of like in yeah. redefining. Like what women's sexual because as a man was doing that, which is what we'd they be do like, okay, this is good. just what men yeah, do, that's right? What they do. Okay, right. right? Yeah. And so I love the expansiveness of that, even though it wasn't in my top five. So my last one was Sex and Love Around the World. So this is a true docu series, right? So it's Chris Christiane Ampour. Uh, I'm a poor. I love her. So she's a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, she does like uh, world events, but she turns her attention to sex, love, and intimacy and pleasure around the world. So she goes to Asia, Africa, Europe, and the Middle East to meet everyday women and talk about sex and love around the world. What I do love about this as a traveler, because we think the world is as it is, but we've Ooh. never been in another mindset yes. or mind frame. And so this takes you and say, you think what you're doing is right. Yes. It's just the social construct and culture that you've been born in. There's mm. lots of different ways to do things. Some of them are more liberating yes. than others, right? And, and a telling point in that documentary is I think that she asked one of the women, was she happy or did she enjoy sex or did yes. she enjoy her life? Like the woman had no concept of like, <laughs> what? Happy, pleasure, She pleasure. was just like, you just do this what, what you, do. you have to do. Like yeah. I'm I'm supposed to want to be a mother. Like I've never even asked the question, yeah. but my own happiness, no interrogation. my own joy, yes. my own pleasure. And, I, and that was saddening, but I think that yeah. that's even here, so many of us are bound up in how do you how do you just function as a part of expected society? Yes, exa- and, and how can we, yeah, and we don't respect our things. culture, but yeah. also be expansive around that and Absolutely. see how culture comes into play? Because what is culture? It's just like made up things that, that we do. That some of them things. can be good, and, and some, so of be, some of them can be bad. We probably need to wrap up, but I do, do. want to say a couple one that I like. So sex life was good. Um, it's just kind of steamy. They have full frontals in there. I was not ready. I could not get into that. Oh, the second like season is, is even better. is even better because it focuses a little bit more on her friend, and I like see I like to see brown people doing. Oh, deal. so maybe I need. To go <laughs> I mean, it may not be. I like, maybe I need to go to season two because I watched like four episodes of the first season. And I was like, so Meh. I like Modern Love, which is just like love and oh, sex I and love relationship, and then they do it at different place. Yes, places. Oh, so they have Modern Love. They I think they have India now and a couple places. So it's just so cute. So Modern Love is basically love a column love. in the New York New York Times, mm-hmm. and so they take those stories. And they represent and they put them, them on into film. vignettes. Yes. So the other two, which I think were just really good representations or just good queer stories, are Pose and P Valley. And oh. so I love those because Uncle Clifford yes. and P Valley. Yes. Oh my God, that's a whole episode. We they are had, not about to do this. They had listeners. some full frontals in there too. Yeah, they it was did. too much. I said 
these penises on TV are just popping up everywhere, literally and I'm figuratively. So <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> the bigger the better. Anyway, five. that's another episode. We need to <laughs> head out. A lot of this was Netflix. I think uh, Netflix. The majority of it was Netflix, but Amazon Prime. I, I could not find the Christian Amapur. I had to. I think I'm gonna have to pay for it on Sex Amazon Prime. The world. They sometimes they just have it like. Yeah, for, playing it. Yeah, for a day I or two. I couldn't do I couldn't You know how it. Netflix has stuff on and then they take it off? Yeah. But you can Google any of them. They will all, I'll also put a list in the show notes. Okay. So you can uh, see them. So so we got to close. With, we, we need our closing prompts or practices, right? Okay, get into so it. So we want you to think about what is your top five sex entertainment. Think about which show, movie, or media has had the most profound impact on your sexuality, right? On your sense of who you are and the way that's shifted or changed for you and is there any resource that we mentioned that you'd like to watch watch it with a friend key key around it so all of these things are real debrief of course Ooh, debrief or watch with your partner yes. right and so that would yeah. be like at, if all else fails if you have a partner i would suggest you take the erotic br- blueprint yes both and then sit and talk about, talk it, about and, it and get into sit it. naked and talk about yeah, it yeah that part i'm here for it Thank you so much, listeners, for being with us. This has been a great time on Episode 7 of the Black Coochie Podcast, a conversation celebrating the sexuality of black women, inspiring us to be healed, whole, and free. Next episode, we're going to be wrapping up our first season. Hey, hey, hey. And we are going to provide what we think are our top five resources. But until then, make sure you check us out on IG at Black Coochie Podcast or find us on podcast platforms. And as always, we welcome your comments at Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time. time.